We here at Planet Fantasy just want to wish you guys a very happy Pride Month. Fantastic month, full of celebration. We hope you're celebrating, celebrating safely. Um, I just want to quickly talk about a resource that is very near and dear to my heart. I think they're doing really wonderful work, and that is the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ youth. Uh, they estimate that about 1.8 million LGBTQ young people have seriously considered suicide in the U.S. in the past year. And so they are providing uh, free 24-7 crisis resources for LGBTQ youth. They are a um, crisis suicide prevention line doing just really incredible work. Um, if you want to learn more about what they're doing, you can visit their website, thetrevorproject.org. They have some great educational resources. And if you feel so inclined, they also have an option to donate financially. Um, we believe in the work they're doing. We think it's very important work, and we hope you do as well. I also want to encourage you, if you're looking to purchase something um, to celebrate Pride, uh, maybe seek out a local business, small-owned business, as opposed to a uh, big company or corporation, because as we all know, they love to capitalize on this month. So, yeah, seek out a local business to show your support and to celebrate this fantastic month. Once again, um, Damon and myself just want to wish you guys a very happy Pride Month. We want you to know that you are valid. You are valid, and we love you. Thanks for listening. to another episode of the planet fantasy podcast and as always we're your hosts damon and kyle kyle how's it going it's good man it's good how are you not too bad just enjoying the weekend sports movies tv all that fun stuff mm -hmm. you know the usual <laughs> um we also have our returning third uh, host you know we have that rotating panel of the people who want to be our third host and and i'd say out of all of them olivia might have the the most claim to it so don't want to start no fights but olivia nice to see you again hi good to be here thanks for having me again i love to be here of course um what you've been watching what you've been binging lately oh i just finally watched ted lasso same Did yeah. you like so i am i'm the last person on earth to to watch it i guess oh. <laughs> i think also just the fact that it's like obviously an american show but the fact that it's set in sort of like Southwest London, which is like mm. my match. And I'm just like, those are my boys. <laughs> like, it's, just, <laughs> it's just like such a, um, I recommend like to understand the like, the culture, like, like British football culture plus mm. like Southwest London culture. It's just like, it's so, it's so good. So yeah, I like highly recommend. And also, obviously like Jason Stierkis is just. Oh, chef's kiss. He's great. Uh, boy. Kyle, what you been watching? Um, I've been watching a ton of TV. I did just get to go see um, A Quiet Place Part 2 the other day. Um, have you both seen the first one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, it was... The problems that I had with the first one I had with the second one to a larger degree, but it was still really good, and yeah. John Krasinski is already like a great director. 
Um, it's just like a really artfully done horror movie, and then randomly we'll have people making like '90s slasher horror movie decisions, like really stupid decisions. And there's one that my dad and I were just like, "Stop doing this! Like, just go <laughs> around!" Like, it was very yeah. Otherwise, it was great. And any Killian Murphy, like he is just always testing how like dirty he can look in a movie and still be sexy and like he just looks like he's in the game the last of us in this movie and he i, I still would still would so it, it, he's great he's great to quote anthony mackie like those blue eyes let you know where home is right <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> nice um i also watched ted lasso this past week hmm. um I'm i also barry for the yes. first did you finish yeah. it yet Yes, I did. It was intense. Ready for that season three? Yes, because the show, like, kind of does the whole Ozark kind of feel. Like, you might not be enjoying every episode or everything that's happening, but the parts that are good are just like mind blowing. You're like, Lily. Oh, I Lily is the most insane hour or half hour of television I've ever seen in my life. That episode made no sense, and then I. <laughs> Bob's Burgers, my rewatch, and I started Game of Thrones again. So pray oh. for me. <laughs> really awesome. Yes. Um, but let's get to it. What draft we got going today, Kyle? Yeah, we are. This is fun, man. I have really enjoyed our series, you know, our Children of the, Children of the Tube and Acolytes of Film and all that. But we are just doing an old fashioned standalone draft today, talking about movie soundtracks, which is going to be great because. Uh, we don't talk about music enough on this podcast, so this is going to be a grand old time. Um, we each get four picks, just our favorite, you know, most essential, whatever, movie soundtracks. Um, pretty sure we left it up for, like, uh, like as long as there's music in it, it counts. Like, even if you want to go for a musical score. I left off, off musical scores just because I feel like that deserves its own um, episode. But, yeah, music in a movie. So whatever you take that interpretation for that. Um so decide the order. We have a list game. What's our list game this week, Damon? Movie musical. So we could go a long while as long as we just don't, you know, just forget <laughs> them. So we'll... Yeah. Uh, Olivia, you, you can start us off and Kyle can go second. I'll, I'll finish us off with third. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to start with Aladdin. Hmm. Um... You are 16, I am a Nazi. Uh, sound of music. For, for B? Oh. Oh, are we doing... <laughs> you know what? Actually, we, we didn't say we were going to do ABC. <laughs> no, <let's laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> okay, we cool. can. We can do ABCs, <laughs> for sure. All the, all the episodes I've done before have been, like, alphabetized, so that's why I was like, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's not a B. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Let's, let's just do random ones then. Okay. Yeah. We'll go a little bit farther that way. Um, oh, no. Okay. I didn't even realize you did, you were starting that with a lot. I was like, that's just a good, that's a good one yeah, to start. It's just a good pull. <laughs> uh, okay. What did he just say, Kyle? I've already Sound forgot. Sound of music. Okay. Um, Mary Poppins. Mm. Um, Grease. Uh, Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, nice. <laughs> Lion King. 
Mm. Um, La La Land. Good one. Uh, Singing in the Rain. Mm. A Star is Born. Mm. Um, Rent. Nice. Um, Let's see. Um, shit. Beauty and the Beast. There you go. Flames. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, our, um, our Hamilton. Um... Newsies. Newsies. <laughs> My sweet baby boy, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Um, I'm going to go Moana. Mm. Nice. Um, Coco. Oh. I know. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns. Ah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Frozen. Nice. Um, Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, classic. Wolf. Um, Tangled. Uh Underrated. Oh, so good. Better than Frozen. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Frozen 2. <laughs> Come on. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. Little Shop of Horrors. Just about to say that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> just associate those two movies together all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. That's a good double feature. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Tenacious D in the pick of destiny. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Um, walk the line. Oh, that's a really good one. Um, let's see. Does Bohemian Rhapsody count, or is that more like a biopic? I would ha- I would have had that on my list. It's okay. I think kind of what it walks the line. Uh, kind of yeah is. <laughs> <laughs> I would I mean it's a biopic, but also I mean I would consider that a movie music. It's quite a bit of music in it. They actively it's sing almost like the fifth character. <laughs> yeah. The fifth member of the band, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Get fucked, Adam Lambert. <laughs> oh god. Uh, so we're counting that, yeah. Yeah. Um. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> oh, that movie. 
Um, uh, what's that film called? Um, the Producers. Ooh, good one. Um, Across the Universe. Nice. My favorite, actually. Um, Hmm. Well then, let's see. Five, four. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. There you go. Uh, into the woods. Um, oh shit, what's the Neil Patrick Harris one called? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, re- like Repo, the gen- generic opera or something? I think that was all. <laughs> I don't think it's the name of that one. It's not what it's called. The generic opera. I don't think it's the it's generic like Repo opera. Repo something. The, the... I'm going to Google it. Please, Dr. Some, Dr. Evil or Dr. Horrible. <laughs> Everyone is just going to come for me after this episode airs. Uh, Wait, genetic opera. <laughs> oh, that makes way more sense. <laughs> Anything but generic. Yeah, don't count it. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Just go to Damon. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's Dr. Horrible's evil sing-along. Sure. Different things, right? What? Different things. Yeah, those are different things. Oh, gotcha. Right. Okay. Um, but... Hmm. Grease too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, this is when I wish I knew more sixties and seventies musicals. Um, Labyrinth. Yes, mm. good one. Yeah, I think definitely counts. Uh, um, cabaret. Okay, okay. Moulin Rouge. <clears throat> oh, I literally watched that yesterday. That's great. Um, do do do. Hairspray. Yes, and we'll just say both for for you know just to save time. <laughs> um. Scott Pilgrim versus the world? No. Yeah. I, uh, music I, is like a very big part of that movie. I don't know if it would be a musical though. Yeah, I wouldn't ca- I wouldn't count it either. I wouldn't. Um five, four, three. The guests just keep on beating us. Two, one. Yeah. <laughs> that that did go on for quite a bit though. I'm proud of yeah, us. I mean Yeah. Good work. Sorry, Neil Patrick Harris, if you're listening. He is. <laughs> I love all the rest of your work. <laughs> all, um, right. all right, so you, you decide the order, Liv. Um, okay. Um, I'll take the turn. 
and then um, I want. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I'll. Damon can go first, and Carl can go second. Right. Wow! Awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> so this means I get my my number one pick, no matter what. When mm-hmm. I think movie soundtracks, I, I think of ones that, of course, songs I enjoy that I enjoy listening to even on their own. But to me, ones that like are just above the rest are ones that really gel with the the movie itself that mm-hmm. are even a part of the movie. And this one, it's like. Jumping in your car with your friends, about to smoke a big doobie, and you put on the radio, and it's just the songs are a part of your, that that you know that time of your life. And I love Dazed and Confused, so that's my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get everything from Slow Ride to School's Out by Alice Cooper. I mean, I love that scene where they're they're racing out of the their school trying to not get paddled by the juniors. Um, <laughs> Push by ZZ Top is really good. I think that's what playing when they're uh, trashing all the mailboxes. That's a really good one. You got Stranglehold. I hate Ted Nugent, but I will always love that song. That song just has a really great riff to it. Cherry Bomb. Yeah, that's a banger. So hype. Tuesday's Gone, that Leonard Skinner song, that, that ballad is so well done. You got Highway Star by Deep Purple, which is a super nice, like high-octane kind of a rock song. You got Lowrider, which is super classic as far as when you get into anything with cars, that, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Then you got Paranoid by Black Sabbath, even like mm-hmm. Rock Night. All of those are pretty iconic rock songs, and all of them are used in my eyes like really well throughout the movie. And this isn't even counting Sweet Emotion, which is technically not even on the soundtrack, but did play in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my number one pick. Olivia, how do you feel about that? I mean, up top, haven't seen the movie. But <laughs> all the tracks you're saying are vibing with me. So um, it sounds great. Sounds good. Sounds good, you know. Um, you need to see Dazed and Confused. I know. I'm just like, and I know this is like sacrilege to you, but like stoner movies just like don't jive with me necessarily. But like, I, I like have watched a bunch of them and I get that they had like their little slot in like particularly like mid late 90s early noughties like culture so like I respect the form but um <laughs> you know uh but yeah, it is what it's like a seminal one right so it's probably something I should like fucking get into but um no the soundtrack sounds dope so yeah I <laughs> dope um <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Um, but yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I, I will listen to it. I will listen to this. I'll make you a promise that I'll listen to the soundtrack. I cannot promise that I'll watch the movie. There you that's go, uh, Kyle. How are you feeling? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like even if you don't watch the movie, it is all about like the vibe. So the soundtrack still gives you like the vibe of the movie. Um, you said "Sweet Emotion" is not officially a part of the soundtrack. It's still like it's in the movie, though, right? Because that's it, the one that it I associated most movie. closely I with. I don't it. think it's officially like on the actual soundtrack. Oh, that's a shame because that's like that's probably my favorite song in the, the way entire. I was while I was like doing like research for this. It's just like all the songs that I like remember from movies are never on that actual fucking yeah. soundtrack. 
That's crazy. Why even have them in the movie and not put them on the soundtrack? Like, how does that even work? Like, how do you get to choose goes where? Right. That'd be really interesting to dive into. Which is your, uh, what's y'all's favorite song from that list that I I threw down? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the full list now, and it is a really, like, stacked soundtrack. I didn't even mention Love Hurts by Nazareth. That's that's in the movie as well. Summer Breeze. Seals and Crofts. Another I mean, one. Come on, like this is wow. Um, you know when you said, um, I mean, Highway Star by Deep Purple, and then ZZ Top Man. I know, like, mm. I you know, but got bangers, you know. Yeah, yeah, probably. I I really also like um, Slow Ride. I think when we talked about this last time on, on the Stoner Movies Draft. Uh, like you, I think you asked the same question, and the first one I, I thought of was Slow Ride because that one, that song is just eternally linked to this movie. Like they're just like inseparable at this point. Yes, I I love it. I'm glad I got it, even though might might have been a little too early to pull for number one. Now that <laughs> Olivia hasn't seen it, but you know, I, um, that's my number one. Let's go on to Kyle. What's you? What's your number one pick? Um, okay. Yeah, as I scroll through all 32. Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, it's just there's too many good soundtracks. They're all so good. Sad story. I wanted to fire up the old record player to listen to some of these before the episode. And my record player got broken in the move when I moved here. So I'm very sad. Um, so I can't be a pretentious hipster. I have to like listen to them on Spotify. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with one just because it is like the perfect time of the year for this movie. I'm gonna rewatch it soon, uh, and the soundtrack is just like ultimate summer music. I'm gonna go with the Sandlot. Um, I mean, you've got you've got the Lion Sleeps Tonight. You've got this magic moment. Uh, you've got my personal go-to karaoke song, Tequila, because uh, it's one word. Uh, you've got, (laughs) you've got the objectively best version of America, the beautiful by the legend himself, Ray Charles. Um, you've got Wipeout, which, you know, plays while Benny is, is running from the beast. Just incredible sequence. Um, there goes my baby by the drifters. It's just like, all of it is just utter like summer vibe. Some, some soundtracks I'll get into with my other picks. Like they, are very important to the story of the movie but like this is just like an absolute vibe like you can listen to any of these songs and it like it's just summer you know it's getting like really hot here in dc now and in the before times i would be like going to the pool um but you know covid uh you know it's, it's just like i want to put the soundtrack on and just kind of chill in the in the sun but the movie itself is great holds up but the soundtrack is just iconic i agree olivia do you like the same lot I'm just really batting zero here because I again not seen it. Um, oh no! I know, sorry. Um, but yeah, looking at the soundtrack, the one that stood out to me. I know, I know, it's in like every fucking thing, but like Green Onions is such a banger. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, it is. It is everywhere on everything. But you never <laughs> like this song again. Do you know what I mean? You like yeah. just like this song again, like um. <laughs> It's great, and yeah, looking at tequila, you know, yeah, you got it. The drifters are never bad either, and they've got a few songs on the soundtrack by the looks of things, and I'm like, 
yeah, I can vibe with that. I can vibe with that. How about you, Damon? I, I love this movie. I love the soundtrack. I, I'm pretty sure this was one of the movies that really made me want to listen to like more oldies. You know, I guess a lot more decades music is considered oldies now. But like, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, the 50s, 60s jams, mm. these like doo-wop kind of sounds. I loved Green Onions. That was when the uh, when the other crew came to play ba- the baseball game, right? Yes. I- yes. Yeah, that's when, yep, yeah, one of the best scenes. Tequila is when they're on the they're at the fair and they all mm-hmm. eat the food and they yes. just get so sick on the <laughs> like I'm so good like puts music to memories I'm I'm very much musically memory oriented yeah so when I hear songs I visually see something when I see tequila when I hear tequila I see that scene and then I see Pee Wee Herman doing the tequila dance yes mm-hmm. so I yeah. see that simultaneously for some reason <laughs> this this magic moment and when freaking uh squints tries mm-hmm. to fake being uh like he was drowning just to get the kid from is it windy peppercorn Pef- yeah yeah yep. yeah that's it um, just just talk about I, the entire plot for for olivia go ahead keep going <laughs> it's good it's just about a bunch of kids <laughs> probably not gonna watch it so like just kind of- fair enough <laughs> but I, I i love the soundtrack but that's a really good pick very solid kyle um so that that's another movie that olivia hasn't seen olivia are you gonna make it three for three with your- <laughs> she just like pluck anything out the air and i'm just gonna be like i don't know it so um yeah you're all good you're gonna be fine um cool so i'm gonna get my two like ones that i think would are in trouble most out the way um so my first pick is um is Wayne's World. Oh, I knew I should have went with that first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, what a movie. Uh, what a soundtrack. Like, the songs... I mean, not only have you got one of my two favourite fictional bands of Crucial Taunt, I mean, Tia Carrera. Mm. Get about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I first watched this movie when I was like 12, 13. And um, it was really sort of came, uh, like vibed with me on like the sort of musical trail I was on at the time, which was very like Def Leppard, Motley Crue. And like, even though neither of those are on the soundtrack, it was very like of that mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like, obviously like the sort of first real, like you've got songs before it obviously, but you know, like Bohemian Rhapsody and obviously like for all of us now that's like a really you know whatever and obviously back when it was first released it was huge um but it kind of obviously fell off the radar and Queen weren't really a thing anymore and then it got brought back in that film in that way and just like sort of re like rejuvenated it for sort of like a perhaps an audience that weren't necessarily maybe into Queen as much um and I'm just like if you can squeeze Queen in anywhere like great um yeah so then you've got Crucial Taunt like and then just that opening when they go into the um the club and they're playing the cover of Fire by Jimi Hendrix which like stands up against the original like it's as good maybe you could argue better (laughs) Jimi Hendrix version like she is just wailing and you know the fact that like she got passed because 
well, she got cast and then she was like, you know, I can sing and play bass, right? And they were like, <laughs> fucking great. So, um, incredible. Like, you've got the Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. Like, incredible. Um, Black Sabbath. Uh, Jimi Hendrix again with Foxy Lady, which is just like the most fantastic way to use that song with Gar falling in love with his dream woman. Um, Alice Cooper. Come on. Uh, like, why yes, Pete? It is like it's actually pronounced really okay. Like the fact that not only did they just like have an Alice Cooper gig in the movie, they got him to just be the like one of the funniest like B characters in that movie as well. Um, and then again, like Crucial Taunt doing like um, why you want to break my heart in like for an emotional beat in a comedy movie you could kind of write it off but it actually does pack a punch because she's singing the song and it it has an effect like it's really great and then ballroom at the end where she again is just wailing um yeah it's just fantastic and it just like i really resonate with what you're saying damon about like associating music to memories like i have that so you know i really relate to that and um this soundtrack and this movie like I was I went on a really long walk today and I was listening to like the four that I had decided I was going to pick and I was just like getting all these sort of really like visceral <laughs> memories of like when I first watched this movie and then like watching it throughout the years and like when Mark and I like were first talking I was like watching this movie and texting him and then ended up we end, like he ended up putting it on as well and like we sort of texted each other like as we were watching the movie like and stuff like that and it's just like I have all these like great um memories associated with this movie and the soundtrack's just fucking great man <laughs> so yeah that's my pick it is kyle how do you feel about wayne's world soundtrack yeah it's it's definitely one of those like no skip soundtracks i mean there's not a there's not a, a song in here that i wouldn't like stop and listen to chris cornell is on fire here you've got temple of the dog and Soundgarden representing like it's yeah it's great um and then it's like just to echo what you both have said but as far as associating like memories with songs i agree about bohemian rhapsody um for as long as i can remember obviously i've like known that song my entire life but i've always known it like in tandem with that scene even before i saw the movie like it was just a thing that was in the zeitgeist um i love the callback that the movie did that bohemian rhapsody did to that how mike myers is the guy that turned the song down i thought that was hilarious um but yeah it, it's it's just perfect it is such a great movie anyway and then they could have coasted on it just being really funny and being this iconic you know sketch from snl but the, the fact that the music is actually genuinely really good just kind of puts it over a little bit mm -hmm. the, the, really wayne's world is a sneakily clever movie it, it really is even the sequel like i always bring back the sequel when they're they're getting all the sponsors like we're not going to become you know these these sellouts as they drink their pepsi and <laughs> um i i love both but wayne's world the the soundtrack to the first one it, it's so connected to the movie like bohemian rhapsody i believe i saw the movie before i'd ever really got to listen around to listening to queen mm -hmm. so when i started getting to queen I'm like yeah you know the bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like they have so many other good songs holy shit but how many times have you like heard the song come on on the radio in your car and like actually acted out that whole scene yeah. with you every Even time that you're not living like <laughs> it's part of growing up and loving that song mm -hmm. you, you 
You got Cinderella also hot and bothered is, is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dream scene and the way they do it, like, you know, they're playing the music and then Wayne just zeroes in on, on Tia and it's like the, the like sparkles around his face. Like, yeah. like, it's it's beautiful. I love that. And Ballroom Blitz, I one hundred percent like their cover so much more to, more than the original. I don't think yeah. I heard the original for years. I was like, this is I thought this was their song. I was like, oh, someone else did it? I was like, I, don't, I, I like this one. I, I like you <laughs> sing it. And yeah. just a w- quick tangent on Alice Cooper, because he's been brought up twice now on, on two different soundtracks. Um, I love Alice Cooper. I, I very much appreciate his music. And that could be because for pretty much my entire life, my dad dressed up as Alice Cooper for Halloween. Oh. Every year. I love that. So I grew up with Alice Cooper as a dad. (laughs) And so like he would like people would come up to him like the the few times I would go out with him, like before he'd go to the bars for like the Halloween contest and stuff. People would come up and like, we're not worthy. He put his hand. That's amazing. It just has a little extra casually drop that amazing detail. Like, Jesus Christ, that's so adorable. (laughs) All the things like. Alice Cooper has an actual career as a musician, but for people to then be like the Wayne's World reference, yeah, like, yeah, that's the, that's the in, like to talk. <laughs> he is, in my opinion, like the king of like shock rock, like that whole kind of theatrical stage presence. He he really just crafted that so well. Um, I would, you know, Black Sabbath took it way like too much. What like I mean, I know Alice Cooper did a lot of crazy shit, but like he just I don't know he had a has a very fucking cool thing going. I agree. So yeah, just had to mention that. And I think before we get to Olivia's next pick, we're going to go to our first break. Do you like time travel? Do you like an epic romance? Do you like a show that will give you threads from the first episode and go back to it at the very end? Do you want a show that has complex, complicated characters? Do you want a show... That will always blow your mind episode after episode. Then I deeply implore you to watch 12 Monkeys. Now streaming on Hulu. This is one show I put all of my love towards. I highly recommend it. 12 Monkeys. Alright, welcome back from break. We are talking about... Movie soundtracks, we just finished round one. Um, we're going into round two with Olivia's second pick. What you got for us, Liv? We, um, so my second pick, um, I think I'm going to go with one that's like maybe a bit similar in tone to Wayne's World. But again, I just want to get it in. Um, so I'm going to pick Almost Famous. Mm. Um, which is just like an incredible movie. I think I probably saw it for the first time around the same time that maybe just after I'd watched Wayne's World, like maybe just after it came out, like maybe been out a couple of years. And um, again, it was that period of time where I was very like into like seventies and eighties music. And so, yeah, the sound, I mean, and the soundtrack is just like, once again, very much like Wayne's World, you've got like, my other one of two favorite fictional bands in Stillwater, even though only like two of their songs are featured in the movie. It's just like, <laughs> they were like shit hot. <laughs> uh, 
and it's just like an incredible movie and Kate Hudson is just fantastic um in it and the way the music is done in that movie is just so like I don't know it just really strikes like the poignant moments are sort of like so for example you've both seen the movie you haven't seen it Kyle I have not seen it oh boy um it's a big one I need to see it okay well you know you very kindly watched Start of a Ten after the last time I was on here. So if you watch anything, then I should recommend that you go and watch Almost Famous tomorrow. Um, it's I don't know if it's a spoiler to say. Um, it doesn't matter. It's twenty one years old. Fine, fine. Um, yeah, that's the other thing, right? You just say spoiler, and you're like, it's not like a, <laughs> it's just a movie. Um, <laughs> But like, uh, so basically, like Kay Hudson um, plays this, this character, and she goes through this really rough time, and she um, she overdoses in the movie. And um, while like she's getting help, the song that's playing is "Sherry and More" by Stevie Wonder, and it's very oh, wow. yeah. And like, because it's just playing in the room, and then like he's this kid is watching her like get her stomach pumped, basically to that song, and it's just like. Oof. And it's really funny because then that song was again used like in a sort of like not um, in that way in um, Silver Linings playbook. Mm, like yeah. it's like a triggering song for him. So it's just really funny that like that song was just you is used like it's such a happy song, but it's like now got this quite like if you if I hear it like when I'm out about, it's like quite sinister almost. Um, but that song is actually not on the soundtrack, which is weird. Anyway, but um, you've got like. Paul Simon, you've got The Who, you've got um, Beach Boys, Rod Stewart, Leonard Skinner, Led Zeppelin, Elton John. And like, there's a moment where, so basically like Damon, just like, it's about a fictional band called Stillwater and like this kid gets like a job to follow them on the road and write an article for Rolling Stone for them, about them. And um, there's just this moment where they're all on this tour bus and it's been like a bit of a rough time. And then Tiny Dancer by Elton John starts playing and they all just like start it's like corny as fuck, but they will start the singing. one scene that I've seen it. It's, oh, okay, it's amazing. Cool. It's just like beautiful. And they're all just like, Kate Hudson, fuck me. She's just so great. <laughs> um, yeah. And then like, yeah, Cat Stevens. And, and but yeah, really the two songs that you see by the band Stillwater, like one of them is like your introduction to them as a band is this song called Fever Dog. And it's just such a great like 70s, like Led Zeppelin like vibe band song and it's you've got like Jason Lee is the is the lead singer of that band and it's not him doing the vocals but it could be and he's just so good and Billy Crudup is is the lead guitarist and um they just seem like I feel like when I first saw that movie I was like oh so that's a band that I could like like you were saying about Crucial Taunt Dame and it's just like you know, I was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to go like listen to their disc- discography. And it's like, I could find two songs like on YouTube, you know, and like back when YouTube was like super basic and someone had like, you know, like recorded on their beat, like on their, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the songs from the movie. And um, yeah. And again, it's just like, it was just that time of life where I was really sort of discovering different music and um, the soundtrack's just phenomenal. What do you all think? Yes, Kyle. How do you feel? Other yeah, I, I have a movie to watch today. Um, 
but uh, I see it's on Prime, so that's that's happening after this podcast. But you, you could have just said Cat Stevens and, and left it there. I, I love Cat Stevens. I see that there's some Fleetwood Mac on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just keeps going. Like <laughs> it looks like an incredible soundtrack. It's mm-hmm. one movie that I've just always like been aware of, and I don't know why I've never seen it. Um, I do like Cameron Crowe a lot, but uh, yeah, I, I I I love any. It seems like it's a movie that is kind of a love letter to music as well and i I love that um so the the sherry amore thing thank you for the the uh the warning because that seems kind of like intense but otherwise it looks like a it looks like a great soundtrack Mm -hmm. Uh, i just watched this uh probably about a couple months ago for Mm -hmm. like the i don't know third or fourth time it's just a really well done movie and the Mm -hmm. music enhances it so much like i mean you're you're you know you're following a band in that kind of that time period and to have all these other greats to you know to really push it on home any anytime a soundtrack has led zeppelin i'm i'm down i'm there mm-hmm. and then you you had simple man by scannard mm. which mm. my favorite scannard song that's that's a tough one i don't know don't quote me on that yeah. <laughs> um and the who simon and garfunkel I just think this movie really is kind of a love letter to the like that time period, the seventies rock age and like really seeing like kind of the behind the scenes of how a band kind of kind of orchestrates in that and seeing them being as big as they are and then how they can maybe fall and seeing it almost through the eyes of this kind of wide eyed kid who like pretty much just grew up on it. And that's all he wanted to do was write for, about these bands that's all he wanted to do and then like he, he gets thrust into the world and is a part of it is it's really fun to see that and the music just hits i mean the tiny dancer scene it's really it's special like it's it's corny but it's the right the right kind of corny it, it really does it's done with like tact and it's it like it's mm. yeah, done well i want to watch it again just because like i, I think i appreciate it more and more every time i watch it it's one of those kind of watches so super and- great I can't say the word 11, you know, Damon in the bit where he finds, again, spoiler alert, but like he basically finds out his mum's been lying to him about his age and like he thinks he's 13 and he's actually 11 and he literally just goes, 11! And like, that, I can't say 11 without saying it like that. That's just like, and you know, yeah, when you just get these weird little like mind fucks about stuff. Anyway, it's a great movie. Carl, please do watch it. I'm really glad to. Thank you. Like. <laughs> All right, that is Olivia's first two picks. Really, really solid picks. And now we're back to Kyle. Uh, what you got to pair with the Sandlot? Um. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with one. I have to limit myself to one movie musical. Otherwise, they'll all be musicals. But um, this is the one that I think I. Now I'm just kicking myself that I didn't mention it in the list game. Uh, But this is my second favorite movie of all time. It's been brought up way too many times on this podcast. It will continue to be brought up. Uh, I'm going to go with the soundtrack for once. Um, You're going to do it. Yeah, I have a brand. Uh, This movie came out in 07 and just goodness gracious. Um, Love is dead, but there's also this movie. So conflicting arguments. Uh, It's great. It is just, I I was talking about how the Sandlot is, you know, it's just a vibe. 
puts you in the like the summer vibe but this soundtrack is great because it is a vibe but also does a lot of the exposition work in the movie um there's not a whole lot of exposition i mean the characters don't even have names in this movie it's just guy and girl uh and you don't really get a lot of background to to their characters but i love the way they weave in glenn hansard's music to kind of tell like his background and and Marquette's uh, Irglova's background, and uh, yeah, like the fact that they were a, a real band after this, you know, the Frames. Um, this was all their their stuff. They wrote it for the movie and then toured for a while. Obviously, you know, sadly, Glenn and Marquetta, you know, broke up eventually. But it's still just fantastic music. Um, they still occasionally will tour together, um, and yeah, just again, like the music is just so authentic um it won the oscar for falling slowly but honestly any of the songs could have won them the oscar i personally love when your mind's made up um say it to me now is great it's a great opening to the movie and like glenn hansard does not like he does not get all the notes right but I'd, i've never seen another singer sing as passionately like the guy is just when he's in it he is in another place <laughs> like his song bird of sorrow it's not in this movie but um yeah he just goes for it and I, I love it i love how passionate and authentic it is and it is kind of a another kind of like love letter to music sort of and how music can connect to people um i think that that's kind of a corny message but it's done in such a sincere way that i i really love it and it's just it's true like when you love music and someone else loves music there's a it's a really unique connection that you have with them um and just it's another no skip uh, soundtrack like every every song is a banger <laughs> <laughs> it's a banger <laughs> i think we lost to damon yeah. <laughs> so olivia what do you think about what <laughs> um i think i feel like i can't remember what oh he's back he's back um <laughs> you froze for a bit damon sorry oh, sorry. that happened i was like talking you're like there's no damon like you you can't hear me. It's like the whole meme. It's like I can, I, you know, sometimes I hear him still talking. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, like, I feel like I can't remember what draft it was that I've done, we have done together before. It was but, the, the school movies one and I did Sing Street. And so now I have to give love to, to once. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I saw once like I said before, like I saw once on the West End and it was beautiful. Um, and yeah, like everything you've, everything you've said is true. Like the music is just stunning and it just weaves into the story. So like amazingly in those two, I think, you know, sad, sadly that, you know, they're not together, but like they, you could feel like that sort of real tension with them. Um, which was really beautiful and like you said like he's not the best but like he's the fact that he like the passion and stuff that he puts into it makes him like a cut above you know the like sort of classically best singers you know nice. um so yeah i really i really rate this choice well like i was saying when i was frozen <laughs> you can hear me now right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were just ignoring movie <laughs> kyle had this in his personal film festivals draft and since then i've definitely thought about it several times i think i'm just going to do a kyle kyle day of movies 
Yeah. Just like so yes. out like that, like you've mentioned multiple times. I've already done a Star Is Born and Whiplash. I knocked <laughs> them. Um, it's you know I I like the idea of this of what the movie's about, and to hear the music is just it sounds genuine and authentic. I'm always down for that. So I have nothing else to say other than I really want to see the movie. Um, Perfect. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I should have studied on this. I, I should have at least listened to the songs because I, I figured you would have drafted it. So. I feel like what we can do whenever we post this episode, we can also I'll just go in Spotify and make a ginormous playlist of like all of these soundtracks and link yeah. it with with the episode. That's that's brilliant. I love that's it. So that's very own brand pick for Kyle. We're being very own brand so far, Olivia. <laughs> I have tastings infused. We are who we are. Yeah. Um, so for my second movie soundtrack, I really wish I'd gone with Wayne's World because that was my third. So I'm going to go with my second one, which I I just I love. And like I said before, I like soundtracks that play a part of the movie. And this one is arguably one of the better versions of that. And I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. God damn it. Knew it. I knew you had to do it. I had to get it because I knew it was going to, it was very possibly going to be picked. Um, yeah. the, the beginning, like, like, I actually never heard that song before I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. And now I can't think of life without that song. It's such a good, <laughs> and like this song really like kind of brought, a lot of those kind of lesser 70s songs that you might have heard once before, but really brought it to the forefront and, you know, made them kind of a staple now. Um, Come and Get Your Love hits so hard in that. Moon Age Daydream. I wasn't the biggest Bowie fan for a while there, but I'm really coming around on Bowie. I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I, I'm really, really appreciating them now. I Want You Bag by the Jackson 5 is good. Cherry Bomb, of course. Of course, yeah. That, that's two in a row for me that has Harry Bomb on the soundtrack. I don't know. I guess that's just my song. I love that. The Escape, the Pina Colada song is in this soundtrack. Like, it's it's done in such a really cool little place in the movie. Uh, Ooh, Child, you know, of mm. course, in Quill singing it himself and, and dancing is is great. I just <laughs> love the how pivotal the music is to the movie in the soundtrack itself is 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 banger after banger so i had to get it uh olivia how do you feel about the guardian soundtrack uh i love the soundtrack i don't rate the movie sadly um i think my just my opinion of chris pratt has colored all of his ventures that's that's just me like whatever um but i do remember when i first watched the movie i was like holy fuck, they've really gone, like, they've just done something. It was, and I know that, like, Ragnarok did a bit of this as well, but it's, like, they really, uh, Guardians was the first Marvel movie to really, like, do that with, like, having a contemporary soundtrack um, using not just score. I, I know, like, the Iron Man ones kind of did with ACDC and stuff, but, like, to have a bit of variety and stuff that wasn't, like, super well-known. Um, and I think... They did it really well. Like, they picked stuff that wasn't... I mean, apart from, like, Jackson 5 and stuff, they picked stuff that, you know, like you said, like, Blue, Blue Swede and stuff like that. Like, you just, like, majority of people, myself included, didn't really know that stuff before, even though they were really popular when they were released and stuff like that. So I think to sort of engage, like, younger people with some really great music, I just think it was really smart. 
stuff. Um, yeah, it's yeah the soundtrack, and I do listen to the soundtrack still. So like, it's um, a good choice. Yeah, it does have that replayability. Thank you, Kyle. How do you feel? Your it, it does have that replayability factor as well. Um, like this is a this is one of the ones that I was gonna listen to uh, on my record player before we did this draft. Uh, I'm gonna not keep talking about that because it makes me sad. Uh, it's great. It's great. I I honestly could have gone for either movie. Um, I think that it's interesting. I think as a whole, this soundtrack is the better one, but I think the second one has my two favorite songs of the two soundtracks with the chain and uh, father and son, because those two just hit really well in that movie. Um, but yeah, this one is, is another one that just like, kind of like what y'all said, it brought a lot of those songs into the mainstream in a way that they haven't really before. Um, I had never heard come and get your love before seeing this movie. And now it's like a favorite of mine. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, it's perfect. Like it, it, it perfectly, it's another one that you were talking about. It's kind of in the DNA of the movie and it has importance to the plot. Like this is the gift that his mom gave him. Like it has a real you know, emotional depth to the, to the, the plot itself. So I love that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see where they go with the third one with the soundtrack. They will never make a soundtrack as good as Damon, Marilee, and myself made, but you know, one can dream. Uh, it, it's great. I just can't wait to see what others like kind of like, uh, not obscure, but like not as well known stuff. James Gunn is going to bring to the mainstream. Cause it's, that's, he's, that's what he's best at. Yeah, I think they stick with that cause it works. Mm. So yeah, they can with that. All right, so like, with my original third pick, they took it. Um, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Uh, so I think I'm just gonna roll with my my original leaf, and uh, we have mentioned it slightly. Uh, one with Moulin Rouge. Okay. Mm. Very good. Yes. Um, I mean, you have the Lady Marmalade track. You have Nature Boy by David Bowie. Um, Sparkling Diamonds, of course. The little elephant really is a super fun part in the movie, and I, I think that's just a super really playful, fun mashup. Mm-hmm. Um, come what they made. Tango de Rockin is a really great scene. The music's so, done so well. I don't know. I just I just think music's so fun, and it's such. And of course, it's, of course, it's a musical, so it's really tied to the plot of the movie itself and everything. But they do it in such a over the top, extravagant way, and I really enjoy that about it. So that that had to be my my next pick. Kyle, how do you feel about Moulin Rouge? Uh, yeah, this is a movie that I I, ha- I have not seen in a really long time, so I had to look the soundtrack up to remember some of this stuff. But it is pretty stacked. Um, I think this was like the first time I realized that Ewan McGregor could sing, and he's got just the voice of an angel. Um, I don't know why I doubted that because he is an angel. Um, but you know, he, he's great. He's it's a very uh, just a warm, a, a very like warm hug of a movie. Um, and the one that sticks out is your song. Like that's the one song that I still kind of attach to this movie. But it is—it's a very like diverse soundtrack and a very just yeah, I love it. And I, I love a good musical. So all of this, you know, hearing like John Leguizamo sing is 
not something you see in a movie these days. So that's cool. <laughs> so it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, yeah. Oh, your signal is not incredible, but um, I know. Um, yeah, I've just pulled up the track list because I literally watched probably the first half of this movie yesterday, just before it gets depressing, you know? You know, when, mm. oh, oh, he's telling his video. Um, yeah, the first half before it just, it gets sad because I was like, yeah. I need a boost. And yeah, it is like, you know, Baz Luhrmann, that's kind of become his like shtick now, but this was the first time that I guess he'd really done what he has continued to do uh well no he did it with Romeo and Juliet I guess but um mm -hmm. like sort of, um it was the first one of his I saw I guess is what I'm saying that really like combined um modern music and just the stuff that he did like getting Fatboy Slim involved in some of the stuff and that um the Diamond Dogs cover by Beck is just insane like I love Beck and um and yeah like obviously the Elephant Love medley is just fab um and and Roxanne as well it, yeah I mean it's just put together perfectly and like you said weaves into the story so well um and doesn't I think sometimes sort of serious movies that fall like that are clearly you know like the definition definition of musical being that like people just start singing and it's not you know like it's part of the that as if they were talking mm -hmm. I think with sort of more modern movies or like maybe like quote unquote serious movies it's it's a tricky line to to walk and it when I watched it yesterday I was like oh this doesn't feel as sort of stilted as maybe I was going into this in like after a long time not watching it to, you know for it to feel um if that makes sense um I was sort of like I was sort of waiting for them to trip up or like waiting to look at it again with like older eyes and be like oh no this isn't as good as I thought it was and it it, it held up so yeah this is a great shout Kyle. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, like I said before, I, I haven't seen it in a hot minute, but uh, I think that just to echo some of what Olivia was saying, it, it is one of those, it feels more organic in this movie as opposed to other musicals when they kind of burst out into these numbers and, and it's just fun. It, it's one that I've been wanting to get back to for a long time. Um, so this might be after Almost Famous today. Who knows? <laughs> I dig it. Dig it. Yep. So that would be my third pick, and we're back around to Kyle. All right. Um, let's see. Got Sandlot and Once. Let's see. This is tough. You only have 28 movies to choose from, Kyle. <laughs> no, it's no big deal. It's fine. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with one that is kind of, it's kind of similar to Once and that it's very near and dear to my heart, but it is one that I, I don't think, I, in the last year and a half or so, I've seen a lot more people maybe like find it and discover this movie. Um also came out in 07. Did not really connect that until now. But uh, I'm going to go with Dan in real life. Um, I just really, really, really love... Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name right, but Sandra Lurch. 
uh, he basically did the entire soundtrack for this movie. Um, if you're listening and you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay, because not a lot of people have seen this movie. But it's called, yeah, Dan in Real Life. It's a Steve Carell movie. Uh, just a really fun kind of offbeat, like family comedy sort of. But it, it is, I don't know why, but it, a lot of it has to do with like my family watched it like religiously, religiously um, growing up. And so I have a lot of like sentimentality attached to it. But the yeah, the music is great. It's all very, um, uh, very like alternative slash acoustic kind of stuff. Again, I can't pronounce his name, but Sandra Lurch is, is fantastic. His group, The Face is Down, does most of the soundtrack. And then uh, there's also there's a scene in a talent show that the family does in which uh, Steve Carell and his brother, played by, unfortunately, Dane Cook, uh, they do the song Let My Love Open the Door. And it starts off as, as this really cheesy, like, he, Dane Cook is singing it to impress his girlfriend and... It's really goofy, and then it like very quickly turns into this really heartfelt moment because Steve Carell is a widower, and he like sings the last verse, and it's just like he is actually playing guitar in the scene, and it's just very. It's one of the first times I remember watching a movie and being like, "Wow, Steve Carell is like pretty good, like at other things. <laughs> he's he's a good actor." Um, and it's just uh, yeah, it, a lot of the music just. This is more about like a I guess a frame of mind, but the music just puts me in a very. It's a it's a place of comfort. Um, and again, I, I just can't recommend the faces down highly enough. They're, they're just fantastic. And their music is all over this place. They actually play the wedding band at the end of the movie at a wedding. Um, and they're, they're great. They're, they're fantastic. So I had to go with, uh, Dan in real life. Gotcha. Olivia, have you seen Dan in real life before? Of course I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Of course I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I <don't> <laughs> You keep getting me on this movie podcast. I haven't seen any movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've seen the same 12 movies over and over and over again. But it's one of those movies that I see the post, like, you know, when you're sort of like browsing the uh, the platforms. I always see Dan in real life. And I do like Steve Carell. So I just, and then I'm just pulled it up and it's like, there are some good people in this movie too. Like mm-hmm. Alice Hill, Juliette Binoche, Diane Weiss. Yeah. Come on um that's it's really good stuff um jessica hecht famously susan from friends i love her um he plays his dad john mahoney's great yeah amy landecker um yeah so and i like i'm just looking at the like soundtrack list now and obviously it's just like this this person that you're saying also seeing a little bit of regina specter in there which i'm loving Mm -hmm. um and I quite like when they just get a person, like a musician, to just create, so, like, do you know what I mean? Just to do it. Um, and one of my picks is sort of similar in that sense. Um, and I think it can sort of like really, uh, it creates then like a thread through the movie that can exist with different bands doing different songs that you've just sort of plucked from thin air. But it does like it'll sort of have a, you know, a specially created soundtrack for a movie does sort of lend something pretty special to it um yeah and i'm you know the fact that this movie brings you joy is obviously is obviously great um uh so i might <laughs> i can never promise that i'll watch a movie i might watch it <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm in the same boat as, as olivia i've never seen it i've seen the poster thousands of times um i'm just like what what 
shot and then I, I pass it, you know, I, I might actually give it a shot at some point. Um, I also with, with live there, I love when one artist for the most part does a soundtrack and it gives it, it you have that same kind of tone and, and vibe throughout the entire thing. And, and they're really able to like play, almost play the music that's, that literally fits the movie and the tone. So I really like that. Um, yeah, I will have to give it a go, Kyle. Uh, like I said, it'll, it'll be a Kyle Day movie marathon. <laughs> I, I will say it is it is one of those movies that you just see everywhere, but the marketing for it is really bad because it was just marketed. I mean, it's an, it's a two thousands comedy, so like the commercial, I mean, the previews are terrible. I think the poster is like his face on a fucking like short stack. Yeah. that's not in the movie, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's it's not marketed well at all, but it's one of those random. I guess this is just like my thing because i love comedies like this it's one of those stupid comedies that's really goofy but then has random scenes that just really catch you off guard and like shows a lot of heart um and it's just great like like olivia mentioned all the cast is fantastic and they're all a family so they all play off each other really well um and that's part of it too is like if like it really gets at those like random things that you have with your family like those random inside jokes and those random just kind of side things that like are very unique to a family and it's just like very very sweet and then like echoing what you guys were talking about with one one person in the, the soundtrack that's one of the best things about the soundtrack is that he even though he does play like a, a character in the movie before that it almost feels like he's a character in the movie because you're only hearing his voice in these scenes and as these things are happening and it's like it does a great job of establishing you know the tone for the entire movie so highly recommend dan in real life all right so that's Kyle's third pick. And before we get to Olivia's last two, we're going to another quick break. Hey guys, it's Kyle, and I'm just interrupting this broadcast to test out our new ad format uh, recommendations. So Damon and I kind of get to talk about the things that we're watching a little bit uh, at the beginning of the episode, but this is our chance to really dive deep into some things that we think are not getting enough love, not enough people are talking about them, what have you. So. I want to tell you guys and recommend uh, Bo Burnham's new Netflix special, Inside. You know, if you know Bo Burnham, you know that he's been away from comedy for quite some time, since I think 2015. Um, he's back with this new special, and without saying too much about it, I will just say that I was blown away. I almost hesitate to call it a comedy special as much as it's just a piece of art. Um, I think it's fantastic. It is a little intense. Um, just a fair warning before you watch it, it gets pretty heavy. There is some talk of uh, suicidal ideation, but I think it's very important, and I think that it, in many ways, was very validating of just the range of emotions I think we all went through in the past year or so. Um, I think that Bo Burnham has also been fantastic with the social commentary, and uh, that's never been more true than in this special, and he did it all himself. He wrote it, directed it, Obviously, it was just him because it was him and his house over the course of the, the past year. Um, edited it. Yeah, he did everything. And he's obviously a very talented voice right now. And I just can't wait to see what he does next. Um, so I recommend Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix. Hello, and we're back. And we're just talking about movie soundtracks. We've got some amazing ones, and we're back to Olivia. She gave us Wayne's World and Almost Famous. Uh, what do you got for your third pick? Um, so having done, like, sort of two very, maybe, I don't know, maybe similar movies in sort of tone and vibe, um, I'm moving into 
mid 90s R&B with the soundtrack for Waiting to Exhale. Have either of you seen this movie? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, so um, so direct, it's directed by Forrest Whitaker. Well, um, but I guess I don't know how much he was acting then. I don't. I'm not sure. But um, he. It's a film. So it's about four uh, four women, um, two of whom are Whitney Houston and Angela Bassett. So like that's the sort of caliber we're talking. And basically, it's just like a a really uplifting, great, just like one of those mid '90s movies where it's like they're all going through something not so great and then it turns out good um but just in terms of like the dynamic and for what it was at the time like for sort of black women like playing the leads and going through this stuff and all coming out of it on top and you know no tragedy you know no super tragedy really happening um and it came out in like 1995 um it's a really great movie like 10 out of 10 recommend um i'd only seen it a couple of times but when the sort of topic of this uh pod was coming up and i was just like what films have i been have i can i remember watching and being like holy shit this is so good like the soundtrack um and i thought about this movie and basically um all the songs were written and produced like especially for the movie so like similar to what you were saying kyle um by babyface how familiar you are with babyface is like he's so um and but he just like pulled in like heavy hitters for the soundtrack so you've got um well whitney does like a bunch um tony braxton aretha franklin brandy tlc mary j blige shaka khan patty labelle faith evans um among like many more um but yeah all the songs are written and produced by babyface or like in conjunction with like whitney and lisa lopez and and people like that and um again like I was saying I sort of listened to all the soundtracks that I sort of was like, okay, these are my four. And I went on a walk today and I listened to them. And it's it's on Spotify, the the soundtrack. And um it's just top draw, like mid-90s, um, like female vocalist R and B bangers. And like they because they all the songs were written for the movie, so like you can even if you haven't seen the movie, you feel like the story arc and you know it's like songs you know they're all called like why does it hurt so bad sitting up in my room and like stuff <laughs> like that and it's like and but then it like as it gets to the bottom it's like love will be waiting at home you know like all the stuff and I gave my love to you and it's just um so the album that soundtrack won like best soundtrack at the Grammys um that year and was on like number one in the billboard for like five weeks after the film was released um and just, I love mid-90s R&B. Like, I, I love it. And there's certain moods that I'm in where I could just listen to it forever and ever. And it's, listening to it again today, having not watched the movie in a minute, like, I haven't watched the movie in a while, but the soundtrack on its own, like, you don't even, like, I would recommend watching the movie, but you don't need it. Like, you can just listen to the soundtrack and it's its whole, like, cohesive story. And, um it's just great so yeah if it's it might not be your vibe but i would if you're going to make this playlist Kyle, then i'm glad because i want all i want everyone to hear all these songs because they're so good (laughs) um 
yeah so that's yeah my sort of rogue not necessarily rogue but like maybe off not off the beaten track third pick you know i saw this this uh movie on pretty much every list i looked at for movie soundtracks oh, really? everything really? okay that's good Yes. I'm like, I'd never heard of this movie. And like Whitney Houston, Angela Bassett. And then I look at the soundtrack and I'm like, okay, I want to watch this movie. It's uh, a great movie. There's it's a, really good. Not going to cry. Am I going to cry? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I can't answer that because literally if the wind blows differently, I could be in tears or I could be like angry. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't. I can't speak for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, if this film ca- caught me on, like, a day, yeah, for sure, I would be <laughs> in tears. And, like, oh, there's just, like, one of the storylines is, like, this one of the women has, like, this son who's bi, but then he, like, comes out as gay, and then it's just, like, and then he go, and then she, like, lets him go off to do his thing, and it's just, like, so, yeah, if I'm in a certain, if I'm feeling in my feelings, for sure. But I think you'll be fine. But, um it just I think it just really speaks to I think I was reading like some stuff around it and it's like like I was sort of saying like for a film at that time just to like not have some like fucking horrible thing happen and just to have it end like a good note it's just like yes it's so good anyway sorry no you're fine but that that just that list of Brandy TLC Tony Braxton Patti LaBelle Shaka Khan that's just icon after icon. I, I'm I'm going to listen to the soundtrack for sure, and probably end up watching the movie. That's that's just a, a an A plus list right there. Uh, Kyle, have you you haven't seen it before either, right? No, but uh, yeah, same thing. Like I I immediately want to listen to this. Um, I I mean, this is like right in that hot streak for Whitney. I mean, you have Bodyguard like three years before this, and. Yeah, I mean, she's on top of the world at this point. So I love that already. And then you throw in Forrest Whitaker as a director, which I didn't know he directed anything. So that's awesome. Um, and then just all the talent involved in that soundtrack sounds incredible. Babyface, just, oh, that's great. That's great. I love it. I dig it. All right. So that's your third. And now let's go ahead into the start the last round of this draft. Olivia, what movie's your last one? So this movie, there are, I've got like, <laughs> okay, what am I trying to say? I have a long list and there are probably, there are some great movies on that list. And I do want to, because I know how many Carl's got as well. So at the end of this, I do want to just do like a quick fire us or just like name all the other movies we've got on our list. Yes. But this movie that I'm about to pick is, um, it's my mom and I's favorite movie. And at my mom's house, my mom and dad's house, there's a drawer with like maybe 20 DVDs in it. And we call it the Sunday night drawer. So like whenever I'm home and it's Sunday night and it's pretty much just full of rom-coms, right? So like, it's like on Sunday night, it's like, do you want to pick a movie from the drawer? And like, we very much know like what kind of mood we're in. And there's like, even if we prefer a film, we might not be in the mood for it. So like, we only ever watch the holiday between like November and January. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's all um, but one of the movies that like pretty, I think we've watched more than any of the others and the soundtrack has then become synonymous. Like I bought her the soundtrack like for like just randomly one time. And so we just like put it on in the house cause we want to feel like Diane Keaton 
um, in this movie. The movie is Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Um, have you both seen this movie? It's been a minute, but yes. Oh my god, what a film! So like, <laughs> Nancy is. Um, Hans Zimmer does the score and like yep. they had like a partnership like he did pretty much all her movies I think um, certainly like her run of rom-coms you know like The Holiday and it's complicated and so it's about give but then in terms of the actual soundtrack um, I'm just such a fan <laughs> so it's like essentially a bunch of it is just like French French music um, but you've got like um one of my favorite songs of all time, which is I Only Have Eyes For You by the Flamingos, which um, Simon and Gar- oh, I think actually maybe just Art Garfunkel, not without Simon, uh, Simon, Paul Simon, um, covered. And it's just one of the most romantic songs of all, of all time. <laughs> like it's so good. And then the moment in the film is like, I think also the, the reason I love a film is because it's like two older people, it's like a rom-com about, yeah, sort of non-traditional rom-com subjects, like two older people that sort of think they have light beat or whatever. And um, there's a, it's just this beautiful setting in the Hamptons and then like there's a power cut and then this song starts playing in, like, in candlelight and they kiss and it's just like, I don't want to see Jack Nicholson kissing anybody, but I did in that <laughs> movie. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm not, I don't find him attractive, but that movie, woof. Um, and yeah, you've got like Eartha Kitt singing songs in French and a bunch of artists that I've never heard of or could probably not even pronounce, but just doing like very cool, like incidental French music and like Louis Armstrong doing La Vie en Rose. Randomly at the end of the soundtrack, you've got Jack Nicholson doing La Vie en Rose, which is the worst thing, but it kind of, it, and it's the end of the album as well. So it's like, horrible but it's so funny um anyway like I can't really necessarily talk in super in depth about the soundtrack just in the sense that the tone it's creating for the film like the Diane Keaton's character is like really obsessed with Paris and like the climax of the film happens in Paris um and she just sort of has this sort of half cynical half really hopefully romantic attitude towards life and um there's just so many quotable moments in the movie and the soundtrack, again, like we've sort of all talked about a bunch, it's just like, it weaves into the narrative so well and does all, hits all the right beats at the right moments, um, combined with Hans Zimmer's score as well. So like, it's just, it's, it's like one of my favorite movies just because I associate it with, with watching it with my mum, but like, also it's just like, she was nominated for, like, it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, this movie. So like, in terms of, you know, not that it matters, but like it's a really highly regarded <laughs> rom-com. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I just think people dismiss it. Jay Serrano says it's like one of the best movies of all time. So I think if that doesn't say anything, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, I'm rambling, but I'm just I'm just trying to say like it just means a lot to me, and the music um, really taps into something and does. It's not like your usual kind of soundtrack. It's quite obscure stuff, but it 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 really works. So yeah, that's my that's my fourth and final pick. Olivia, all we do on this podcast is ramble. Okay, don't ever. <laughs> well, no, Basically, I get, the name of the podcast. 
I just want to like kind of pinpoint on something you said, like stuff that you you might like obscure songs. Those are some of my favorite things to hear in a soundtrack because like hear it like happening in this movie and it's like you know a big part of the scene or something. You're like I've never heard this before and you just like have to know what it is. Those are some of my times when I'm when I'm watching a movie is when you hear something you've never heard before, but it just resonates with you for some reason. I I love that. Uh, Kyle, have have you seen this movie? Yes. Um, I don't know how much like a director goes into curating a soundtrack for a movie, but I feel like Nancy Myers, just all of her movies always have really, really consistently great soundtracks. Um, yeah. And this is, this is no exception. It's, it is really, really just like fun to hear, you know, Louis Armstrong sing Levy and Rose and no one else in that movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's just, it is another one that is like, it puts me in a very like just happy place. Just listening to the soundtrack. Um, not even, I mean, I, I love, I love the movie, but not even if I watch the movie, but if I listen to the soundtrack, it just kind of puts me in a, in a really good mood. So yeah, this is a great pick. I'll have to watch this again. Cause like, I think this was one of the first rom-coms I ever watched. And I was like, I don't know, 13, 12, yeah. maybe? Prime age for I barely don't remember too much of it, but I remember enjoying it. Like I just wanted to watch anything Jack Nicholson did as a kid because he was, of course, you know, the Joker and he could do no wrong. So uh, I remember as well. So like, if it's just primo Jack Nicholson content because he's just playing this like plays himself. (laughs) I, I love that, and I only have eyes for you is a straight just bob that's a oh, class so good that song is so good and i'm really oh, interested to go back and listen to some of these other songs that i don't really know anything about um especially like the earth the kit songs those those sound like those could be very pleasant so yeah like that song she sings in french and it's just she's got such a distinctive voice and she does a couple on the soundtrack um but yeah for, like i think uh oh yeah so there's two soundtracks on like i've just pulled it up like on the wikipedia page like the columbia the track listing for the columbia version is the one that's on spotify um and yeah the eartha kit songs are great django reinhardt um yeah yeah randomly a a chili peppers song i think like in the beginning of the movie no it's um crazy town oh oh that's right yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like the opening to the movie yeah 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 <laughs> never made it. Never so funny but um yeah that's a banger i'm not upset about it <laughs> that's very true well that would finish up olivia's board uh <laughs> looks pretty dang good mm-hmm. and something's got to give uh so we're gonna roll to kyle's last pick what you got for us all right um let's see Okay, I'm going to go with one that, like, this movie probably, like, falls apart if the soundtrack isn't great. Uh, they're all really well-known songs, but they each and every song is breathed new life into. Um, most of the versions of these songs I prefer to the originals. Uh, I'm going to go with Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all I have to say is, like, the riff-off scene. This is just all I have to say. Like, it's just part... It's iconic. It is one of the most... This movie, I don't know why, but like every time I watch it, I just forget how 
one good and then how rewatchable it is because i just i just get sucked back in every time i I watch it um i mean the yeah the riff off is fantastic um the you know the performance of magic at the end was the beginning of my obsession with ben platt uh when he was still a small bean uh and it's just great it's just it's just another thing like like i said it's it, it falls apart if if these people aren't just giving 120%, but like everyone is so good in this movie and just the songs are even songs that I don't love, but I love them in this movie because they're done so well by all these people and they're all just so talented and it's not fair. It's genuinely not fair, but I love it. It's just it's, it's great. <laughs> you know, I don't think I had seen this movie until I watched it, I think two years ago for the first time. So this was after they had all come out Mm-hmm. The hype, like the hype was there and then it already died and everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's pitch perfect. I was like, you know, I want to watch them. Like, I've heard so many good things. Everyone's like, don't watch the third one. I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> sure. Um, but I, I enjoyed the movie so much. Like, it, it's just really fun. It's a super fun and positive movie. I love any movie that, you know, you get the game together and get this group and they're trying to to win a competition like this and all those other like dance show movies. I'm a, I'm a sucker for those mm-hmm. always. And I, I really, I really like love the mashups and, and just the, the whole vibe of it. Like the whole acapella kind of not genre, but just like that whole kind of community and culture around it. It was, it was really cool to see in a movie like that. I really liked it. Um, I think I love the, probably the right round a, a whole lot. I really love that. That's uh, was one of my favorite. So yeah, Olivia, how do you feel about Pitch Perfect? Yeah, I I love this movie. <laughs> I do. I'm like, um, I just remember I was traveling like in my one of my old jobs. I had to like travel with work and discovered the Pitch Perfect soundtrack while I was traveling with work. And I remember we all used to like because it was like a hospitality job, and so we were all like in the kitchen like washing up at the end of the day or whatever and we just used to put the pitch perfect soundtrack on. and um so I just have like again like you know time music to memories it doesn't matter but like I really associate it with that and then it's just a good I don't really rate the sequels at all but yeah the music in that first one is great and like their final song the Bella's final song is genuinely moving <laughs> so, I'll say yes like, so good and I feel like you guys will get the thing that I'm saying when like like don't you forget about me is obviously a banger but then when it's like when the when the chord progression is used in a certain way with like stuff tied into it i can actually like feel that like a hook in my chest yes yes (laughs) that's what i live for (laughs) yeah like music in general as well like there are songs that maybe are like not my usual vibe that are like top 40 like you know we like we have like top 40 in this country it's like they're like popular pop whatever not necessarily my usual vibe but if it's got like a certain like continuation of notes where I'm just like oh and it just like really (laughs) hits and that medley does something to me (laughs) and I like I just kind of want to get like a full body scan you know what I mean to just be like what's going on (laughs) inside me (laughs) right now because and like the way that it's done is really good and like the way that she like pulls that song in because of like the like the interaction she's had with the guy and all that and also like his character's fucking hilarious because it's like classic like when you're 19 i think i mean the breakfast club 
it's good but like when you think it's the best movie of all time yeah. and like you just <laughs> like oh sweet baby <laughs> but um uh the soundtrack's just done so well and yeah the way that it like you know you could like all the layers start building throughout it is just like phenomenal yeah it's great it's like such a like this is not disparaging you carl but it's like quote unquote like a basic pick but actually the music is so good do you know what i mean like it's right, right. I, I, can't, I can't hate on it at all it's so good there's a reason i feel like it was it got hyped up so much you know like it is has those super like top 40 kind of songs but it's mm-hmm. done in a, like i've said this before it's done in, in such an authentic way it, they're not the the balance between corny and authentic is is all in how you do it and i i think they really just sold it so much so i, yeah. I really think job at that all yeah. right kyle it, which is your favorite song on the soundtrack um yeah like i want to cheat and just like olivia said like the entire final final medley but also just yeah magic that's, just, that's not a cheat yeah yeah i mean that's like the peak of the movie that and then yeah magic because it like is just mm-hmm. a amazing moment in the movie and i love my boy ben platt and seeing him like just come out of his shell and just crush it is amazing sweet baby ben oh he was so young he looks <laughs> like they're trying to make him look in the dear evan hansen movie <laughs> <laughs> oh okay we won't get on that so <laughs> i'll be here for two hours don't move on move on move on <laughs> all right y'all so last pick of this draft in this arguably be my favorite soundtrack of them all just because this movie is one of my favorites um and it made me gain a deeper appreciation for this band i still don't like the band that much but i definitely respect them um i like every single one of these covers more than than the original every single one of them and i'm talking about across the universe yeah like um like jim sturgis like i i I am a straight man and i have a crush on him i love jim sturgis (laughs) like i wish i looked like him that dude is just he can sting his hair everything um i love him as jude you have jude you have max you have jojo the whole cast is great and then they can all just sing evan rachel wood Mm. not out of the park and everything she touches in this movie if i fail oh so good dear prudence that whole ensemble singing together um girl at the very beginning all my loving like i'm not gonna list all the songs but (laughs) i think uh i've just seen a face that whole scene where they're in like the bowling alley and everything just gets me every time that's so well done um while my guitar gently weeps might be my favorite cover of, of it of them all um it it just hits deep I, I just really love the way they they change the songs up just enough for it to be their own while still really paying tribute to uh, the beatles so i i had to get it it was there still so i had to draft it uh olivia how do you feel about across the universe soundtrack yeah the soundtrack's fantastic and they basically like the film i probably haven't seen it since Wolf, this is how old I feel. I probably haven't seen it since it came out. And I was like a teenager then. <laughs> and it came out like 14 years ago. Anyway, um, I do think maybe the story is a bit 
corny, but the soundtrack is great and they really do give it everything. And like Blackbird, any, you know, that's that song will stab me in the heart every time I hear it. But especially the way it's done in that movie is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think you remember. Um I'm trying to think what I remember about it. Like the songs that I kind of remember from when I watched it. I think Blackbird is one of them. And I think um, maybe While My My Guitar Jenny Leaps as well. There's really like, I can sort of of hit and miss with like like quote unquote like jukebox movies, you know, like that sort of thing. I think they can be, they they can hit and miss. But I think this one its intentions were really really good even if sometimes it was a bit like i felt like it was crowbarring stuff in a little bit but then the high points like negate all that stuff like supersede all that stuff you know i think it's it's a great pick yeah thank you kyle do you like the movie do you like the soundtrack i do um as a a super fan of the movie yesterday i have to shout that out as my favorite like beatles inspired movie but this is also just a really fun movie um the first time fun story and self dunk uh the first time i saw this movie i was at home and had mono so i was like in a really bad mood and i was like i fucking hate this movie just turn it (laughs) off uh, and then I watched it like a week later and I was like, wow, I was an idiot. Uh, this is a great movie. Um, and yeah, the music is great. I wouldn't go so far as to say I like every cover more than the original in this, but I get it. No, I, I totally understand. I think it's great. Um, yeah, the one that sticks out to me is probably just cause I don't even like the song and the way they do it is great is all you need is love is just a fun, like group effort from the entire cast. Love that. Um, yeah, it's great. I agree about Jim Sturgis. I also, when I thought I was straight, was very attracted to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, little did I know. Um, I just <laughs> want to see him as Sirius Black when they, when Mal and J- Jason eventually remake Harry Potter. Just wow. make him, make him serious. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's. And I agree with Olivia. Sometimes this teeters into corny areas when it's not done right but this is a movie that's done with a lot of like sincerity and and you can tell everyone involved was really passionate about it and loved the music so that bleeds through and and uh what's his name uh joe what's his joe anderson is just a revelation of this movie like i've never seen him in anything and he's so great in this movie so joe singing happiness is a warm gun Mm. and that i'm like drafted and like through the that and going to fight overseas is I love that. I love yep. that scene. So, mm-hmm. nice. That, that wraps up the draft, then, guys. Uh, y'all want to mention a couple movies that you almost might have drafted, uh, Olivia? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay, I'm just gonna like rattle them off. So, so, but the one I'm gonna talk about a little bit, sorry, first, is the fact that I had two Cam and Crow movies in my top four. And so I picked um, Almost Famous, but I really need to do like a mega shout out to the movie Singles. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible movie. Yes. Just like honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. But I think actually when it came down to it, the soundtrack of Almost Famous I preferred. But the soundtrack of Singles is incredible. And then you've got like Pearl Jam, a Soundgarden, essentially Temple of the Dog <laughs> in that movie. Um you know, and the Paul Wrestling music. Anyway, I can talk about singles every single day of my life. So that, 
Um, I had Coco on my list. Mm. Um, School of Rock. Um, Walk the Line. Uh, Booksmart. Paris is Burning. Lego Batman movie. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time. And so fucking great. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol, but I've talked at length about this on this podcast before. Um, A Star is Born, obviously. Thing in the Rain, obviously. Hot Fuzz, because mm. it has a great glam rock soundtrack. Um, Tangled. Um, Sunshine on Leith, which is an amazing movie that uses, is a jukebox movie, but songs from The Proclaimers, which people just think they're all about 500, uh, I would walk five, what is this, 500 miles, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I don't listen to that song ever. I listen to all their other stuff. Though. Like, their whole back catalogue is fucking great. Um, and then there's a movie called Honey Dripper, which no, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but Gary Clark Jr., who is a great artists who you may have heard of mm-hmm. he plays like it's basically a movie set in like the 50s maybe in like the the south and it's just about this like live music bar run by danny glover and they're trying to like get it off the ground and then gary park jr comes in it's like this young like guitarist that comes and like bams it up and gets it going and i saw it at, like an art house cinema way back in like the mid noughties and I'm the only person that I know that's ever seen this movie. So <laughs> it's really, really good though. So, um, and the soundtrack is great because Gary, Gary Clark Jr. does the music for it. Um, it yeah. called Honey Dripper. I'm going to watch that. I love Gary yeah, Clark. Yeah, really, it's like, it's again, it's a bit corny, but like the music is so good and it's just, it's just a really great movie. Um, I think that's all I had on my initial list, but I was literally just like typing stuff as I was thinking of it today. So Dame, maybe we leave Carl for last. So Damon, what about you? <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I already said I had Wayne's World and Almost Famous both on my, my, like, top 10. Um, I also had Scott Pilgrim versus the World just because I really love the Sex bob tracks. Those are so good. Mary Poppins is, is mm-hmm. a banger mm-hmm. after banger right there. Footloose has some really great tracks. Okay. Space Jam. Have to, mm-hmm. had to mention Space Jam. And then, uh, we were talking about it on break, but Shrek. Shrek has yeah. a whole soundtrack. Both one and two, okay? Um, I didn't have a super big list just because, like, I knew I, I knew I was going to go with certain ones, but I had to shout out, shout out a couple. So, Kyle, give us a, a condensed list of yours. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try and rapid fire. Uh, so inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis was very close. Um, loved the music in that, and Oscar Isaac just... Um, Napoleon Dynamite is... Really great soundtrack, especially the one-hit wonder, uh, The Promise by One in Rome. is fantastic. Closes out the movie. La La Land, if I was doing more musicals. Um, honestly, Guardians 2, uh, great movie, great soundtrack. Uh, Drive is just a whole-ass vibe. Uh, just makes me want to be an action hero, and it's great. And then a real hero at the end is just, oh, it's fucking great. Um, let's see. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I think it's just an underlooked, underlooked movie in general, and it's got Kristen Wiig singing Space Oddity. So, like, what more could you ask for? Yeah. Um, and some great stuff by Jose Gonzalez. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower has another great one-hit wonder, Come on, Eileen, um, but also great stuff from, like, The Smiths and Sonic Youth and Air Supply and The Ramones. And then, of course, The Needle Drop of Heroes by David Bowie at the end is fantastic. Uh, Donnie Darko, you know, just all of that great stuff, more than Mad World, but, like, 
great tears for beer stuff pantera uh duran duran um ladybird not really just because it's all sondheim but also <laughs> crash into me and that movie always makes me laugh i fucking love ladybird um back to the future obviously because power of love and earth angel and you know marty mcfly wrote johnny be good it's great uh <laughs> creed and creed 2 just gets me really hyped makes me want to oh, go to the gym and then i don't go to the gym it yeah Ew. oh my god I'm gonna... so good um black panther uh spider-man into the spider-verse uh, it physically pains me to give Zack Snyder any credit for anything, but he killed it with Watchmen. Uh, the soundtrack for that is fantastic. Um, obviously, A Star is Born. Mamma Mia. I mean, come on, <laughs> ABBA. Uh, and then just my random obscure. I'm sorry, I'm almost done. And the next three days is just this really underseen gem with Russell Crowe from 2010. Almost the entire soundtrack is by Moby, and I fucking oh. love Moby. <laughs> I just, I, I hate it. I hate that I love him, but they've got Mistake by Moby in the most like dramatic moment of the movie, and it gets me so fucking hyped. Um, Blinded by the Light is another great one that is all Bruce Springsteen. It, mm-hmm. just, he's the boss. Uh, About Time has some great stuff. Kingsman and Kingsman 2. Fuck. Uh, Crazy Heart. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, Damon, I'm glad Damon mentioned it because I... Katie would probably dump me as a friend if I didn't mention Space Jam. Space I Jam is an iconic I soundtrack. I know. I, I, you mentioned it, and I'm glad you did. But it's yeah. it's a great soundtrack. <sighs> okay, that's it. That's it, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we did a dang good job. Olivia, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. Having me. Had a really good time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Kyle, you have anything else to say to the people? No, thanks for listening, guys. Let us know what you think. We will definitely be linking uh, just a huge playlist with this episode. So have fun jamming out. I will be doing that after we finish this episode. Um, and we will be back next week with, I believe, uh, time travel movies. Right, Damon? Yes. Time yes. travel with our friend Kelly. Yeah, we're celebrating the release of uh, Loki with um, time travel movies. So we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.